0: The Bridge
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 8160 on 90.9 The Bridge. I hope you're having a lovely, lovely Tuesday and that your week is off to a good start. This is a a show all about local music right here in Kansas City, here on 90.9 The Bridge. And every July for the last several years, we've done a series of shows dedicated to something special that we thought needed some attention. And this year in July, this will be part two in probably our most important series we've ever done. It's called Sound Minds. And today on the show, we have smart people. (laughs) Typically, we surround ourselves with amazing musicians when we have guests on the show. And we have had doctors on the show before, but doctors of like music. But today, for the first time that I can ever recall, we have a legitimate medical doctor, Dr. Erin Corvo. And she's gonna be joining us along with Michelle Bacon, and Sarah Bradshaw's here pushing the buttons for us. My name is Chris Aguirian. And this whole week's show, this whole month's show, is called Sound Minds. And it's a deep dive into a survey that Michelle Bacon put together that over 160 musicians answered about musicians dealing with mental health. And I'm going to sit back a lot on the show and let Michelle and the doctor talk it out. But... I'm gonna swing it to Michelle and she's gonna introduce our special guest this week here on the 8160 on 90.9 the bridge. Here's Dr. Aaron Corvo.
2: Chris, thanks for having me today. I, I think that the mental health issue is so important. And especially, you know, in the music community, we don't really get to talk about it that much. Um, but I I wanted to bring Dr. Corvo on because she's a fellow um board member at Midwest Music Foundation and she's just she's a huge music fan and and she's been very involved in the community so so I'll I'll give a brief introduction um, Dr. Corvo is a physician and associate professor at the University of Kansas Medical Center as well as deputy health officer for Wyandotte County so thanks for being here Aaron
3: Yeah. Thanks, Michelle. This is a, this is a really cool opportunity, um, especially because, you know, I, I just want to say that music really lights up my life. And I think that's why I care so much, uh, about the musicians, uh, here in town. Um, I mean, it really does something for me and, you know, it's, it's part of my sort of mental health regimen, so to speak, keeping myself healthy. Um, and so a big thank you to you and to all of the, uh, music folks out there who make music or love music. Um, we, we appreciate you guys.
2: Yeah. And likewise. Um, so, and so for anybody who didn't get a chance to tune in to last week's episode, uh, I briefly went over the survey that I conducted back in March of 2021, and we did. We got about 168 responses from people who identified as musicians based in Kansas City and surrounding areas. And uh, Erin and I went over these results a couple of weeks ago, and and I wanted to bring her on to talk about it because of what we had said before about music, but also just the overall idea of wellness. And so you've spent your career in public health and through your practice and collaborations, you've also helped remove barriers to care in underserved communities. And of course, that involves a lot of different socioeconomic groups. But I know that you've had a passion towards serving the music community here in Kansas City. Mm
3: -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, thanks, Michelle. That's, that's right. So I was just first of all so impressed that you had so many people respond to your survey, you know. And one of the things that really popped for me is, I think there was like fifty-seven percent of folks said that uh, the COVID had a negative impact on them, you know, over over this pandemic. And I, I'm not too surprised, I guess. So so my work has been, you know, in the public health sector, and I I, I see just like the. the not only the personal and family impacts, but like the economic impacts, you know, are are just so intense. And I think for people who are involved in the gig gig economy, you know, it's especially um, harsh. Um, And I think a lot of our music community um, was certainly involved uh, in that and, and, uh, you know, a lot of other people too. Um, Of course, all of these social factors, you know, that keep our lives running, um, I think contributes to our health. You know, obviously our mental health, but our physical health, um, all of that to me is sort of, you know, Part of your general well-being and is really really important. Um, and, and so, you know, I think your emphasis on on this mental health uh, piece and this survey to me it just means sort of you're generally asking people how they're doing and how, how they're feeling about themselves and stuff. So, so I really appreciate it. But yeah, there there have been some really sad kind of disparities that I think have really um, been illuminated uh, through this pandemic. Uh, they've always kind of been there. Uh, and, and are are obvious, I think, to to some of us who work in in uh, in healthcare and stuff. But man, I mean, it, yeah, it really really came out during the pandemic. Um, and so I I just want to thank you as well for for doing the survey. It's been awesome.
2: Yeah, and I, I really like that you touched on the point of you know mental health wellness is wellness. You know whether and and I think that that's something that's been kind of ignored um until recent years you know because it's been so stigmatized and so people don't necessarily think of it as a part of their regimen you know it's like we go to the doctor well if we're if we're lucky enough to have insurance and such we go to the doctor every year and get our physicals and things like that but there there's not as much of an infrastructure to deal with medical health and there's just not as much emphasis on it
3: Yeah. I mean, how we feel about ourselves on a day-to-day basis. I mean, it's really meaningful, you know? Uh, You you know that. I know that. I mean, I think it's kind of like the elephant in the room, right? You know, I just want to say that like, you know, as a, a primary care doctor, I, I really love it when I can open the door to for patients to talk about their mental health and how they feel about themselves and if they feel like they're doing okay, if they're healthy, you know, how's their mood, that sort of stuff. All of that is really important. And some of that, you know, you pulled that out of your survey. Now you, you ask people, how are you getting support for yourself? And some people said that they were getting um, professional help. Some people... Um, were taking medicine, but a lot of people said peer support is a really big deal. And I want to emphasize the importance of that. You know, the music community in Kansas City has always been super impressive to me. Um, <laughs> and I, I guess I kind of envy like some of the connections that that you all have. It's it's the coolest community. And when I go to uh, like open mic nights and stuff, it's just fun to see the support for each other that you all have. It's just really Cool. And to me, it's unique uh, part of our landscape here in Kansas City. So yeah. so that's cool. But peer support can also only get you so far, you know, if, if things are, are really, really bad, you know. And, and I think that I just want to say, as a doc, even your primary care doctor, you know, is, is a resource to you for your mental health um, support and issues that you may want to talk about. So it's not only a psychologist or or a psychiatrist, although they're really important parts of the the mental health landscape uh, and and support as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And and I would love to talk more about um, the idea of having that peer support and the community, especially in Kansas City, but we
1: probably want to cut to a song, right, Chris? Yeah, just to reset a little bit, this is the 8160 on 90.9 The Bridge, and we've been listening to you and having a really interesting conversation. Well, they have been. I've been listening, just like you. That's been the voice of Michelle Bacon and Dr. Aaron Corvo. And this July here on the 8160, every Tuesday at 6 o'clock, we're doing a deep dive into a segment uh, called Sound Minds, and it's about musicians dealing with mental health issues And Dr. Erin Corvo is currently on call and she's been kind enough to join us from her doctor's office in her, she's in her lab coat even, sitting high atop KU Med. And um, I asked Michelle Bacon, so what's this doctor gonna have us play? Like, do we have a playlist? What do they wanna hear? And then I got back this list that looks like they stole my Spotify playlist. (laughs) So on this week's show, we're playing some of my favorite musicians ever all picked out by Dr. Corvo. We're starting off with one of my favorite songs ever, which is Wildflowers by Tom Petty. Tell us doc, why did you pick this song from Tom Petty's catalog?
3: Well, first of all, Tom Petty is like one of the best musicians in the whole world. Right. I mean, what a rocker, but you know, during this pandemic, man, there were just times when I really wanted to run away. And there were times when I needed to feel like I could, be in a field of wildflowers, you know? Um, I wanted to dream dream away to a place of beauty and that's why I, I picked Tom Petty's songs.
1: That works for me. Here's music from the great Tom Petty. Here's the song, Wildflowers. music from Bonnie Light Horseman, a power group, super group, with their song Bright Morning Stars. The guest feature on that is that of Justin Vernon. The project is made up of Anais Mitchell, Eric D. Johnson, and Josh Coffin. Kaufman. Josh Coffin's resume is as impressive as Jack Antonoff's or Aaron Dessner of the Nationals these days. He's been on so many projects, including both Taylor Swift records that came out last year, and uh, so many projects with the National and uh, Bonnever. And uh, we're lucky that our guest this week on the show, Dr. Aaron Corvo, has amazing taste in music. Two for two, two thumbs up on both accounts. And she's hanging out with us this week on the second part of our series in July called Sound Minds. And we're also joined by Michelle Bacon, who's leading the conversation with, with Dr. Aaron Corvo as she takes calls as she is on call. In her uh, in her doctor, I want to say gown. It's not a gown. It's a doctor coat, right? It's my gear. It's I got your gear. my gear on.
3: Yeah.
1: In your gear. Do you have a stethoscope?
3: Uh, yes, I do, actually, just to prove that I'm real. <laughs> at at the
1: ready. There it I'm is. I'm going to
3: wear it right now, there, go. there
2: we go. <laughs> now you look like a real doctor.
1: So Doc's <laughs> hanging out with us, and her and Michelle Bacon are going to talk about the survey results that they found from musicians dealing with mental health, and I'm going to sit back now
2: so yeah i will be posting these survey results on the web later for people to get a better idea of what we're talking about but um i i do want to circle back aaron to what we had talked about earlier as far as community and you know there's this You've pointed this out before in other conversations about, like, just this unique nature of being an artist, like, having a practice in a community that encourages the person to learn more about themselves, to, like, experiment and explore. And, like, that also seems like it would be a natural segue to mental health. And I also think that's just a really interesting observation, especially coming from, you know, somebody in your practice, which is probably uh, a lot more rigid in, you know, because it's, you're dealing with science and stuff, but I'll let you talk about that. Yeah, no, I think that's a good point because,
3: you know, maybe that's kind of what I like about, um, music and why I appreciate those who make it too, because I think there's, there's vulnerability in it, you know? Um, and, uh, and I think you have to kind of leave yourself open and maybe leave, leave those emotions a bit out there. Right. Um, the other thing is, is your work is more about the process, um, I think, which is maybe that natural segue into that vulnerability. Whereas my work is more about getting the answer right, you know, <laughs> and, and for good reason, right? But, um, but I think that um, there's a special level of sensitivity. I think that uh, that musicians have to sort of abide by, um, and, and so for that reason. I think when things are not going well in society, you know, a lot of that they're taking in uh, and they're probably using it, but it it also is affecting them um, personally, probably at a, uh, at a deeper level than, than some people.
2: Yeah. And that's something I really wanted to get out with the survey because, you know, you know, the line great art comes from great suffering. And, and I really do find that true. And, and I think about, you know, like, being vulnerable enough to share this kind of stuff with anybody, you know, and, and part of the job is also to connect with people. And in some ways, I feel like because of the nature of that job, we, well, artists have a stronger emotional vocabulary, but like you said, it does lend itself to just maybe being more aware of possible issues that are out there or, or, you know sometimes they think maybe people can relive trauma through creating art I mean it can it can be cathartic but can also be triggering possibly
3: I think that's probably right you know um, I, I see a lot of uh, artists you know with various genres you know in my in my practice as patients and I, I and I I do see that to be true I think that I think that there's sort of a translational process, you know, through making art. And it's something akin to what you're talking about, Michelle, because I think there's some rehashing of you know, oftentimes deep fears, um, deep feelings and that sort of thing. But man, what comes out of it is sometimes just pure beauty. And, uh, and then it's interesting what it drums up for others. So I think it's, it's like this unlocking for others of a space that they're not usually able to go. But that being said, it's really hard on the artist.
2: Yeah, and that that was a lot of what we were talking about last week as far as like, man, we think of all the songs that really touch all of us personally and and the effect that they have on us, like the enduring effect that they have on us. Uh, And so little do we think of like, what was this artist feeling when they were creating this amazing work, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what we're trying to. Figure out, I guess.
3: <laughs> I think that's right, you know. And and I, I guess I think that the pandemic was probably, you know, a lot more than than usual, so to speak, to, to handle. So there were all these other like social pressures that were sort of bearing down. It's not like we want our artists to be miserable all the time, you know, or or ever really use those feelings. But but man, you know, sometimes they can get to be dangerous and really overwhelming. And so we're we're here. MMF is here. I want to be here for you guys to. Uh, to keep things going in the right direction, keep you guys creative and uh, and doing what you do best.
2: Yes, and we very much appreciate that because it's it's so essential. And and I hope more people find out about the work that MMF is doing as well. I think the first time I met you, you were doing one of the, the clinics with the Rock Docs. And I, at the time I was a freelancer that didn't have insurance and didn't have a high enough income to go see a doctor. so. You know that that was so meaningful to me and i know there have been so many other musicians in kansas city who felt the
1: same thing so thank you sure to reset a little bit again we've been hanging out here on the 8160 on 90.9 the bridge with michelle bacon and she's leading the conversation this week on the show this month on the 8160 and our special guest is dr aaron corvo who's a doctor at ku med here in town or the university of kansas hospital I suppose we should probably say it like that to be official.
3: Whichever um, one, Chris. That's cool.
1: <laughs> Michelle has mentioned last week's show. Last week was the beginning episode of a four-part series. If you go to bridge909.org, you can see our archive for the show and hear last week's show or hear the beginning of this week's show as we've been having a nice conversation with a, an amazing music fan and also Dr. Doctor Aaron Corvo. She's picked out two more songs for us to hear. Uh, First up in this block is Nico Case, and then the second, another project from Nico Case is The New Pornographers, and I should plug Wednesday, September 1st, Nico will be at Liberty Hall on a concert that's probably had three different dates uh, (laughs) due to COVID, but it will be happening now on September 1st at Liberty Hall in Lawrence, Kansas. Why did you pick this song, Man, from Nico Case?
3: Uh, I chose man because I have never known prior to the pandemic how (laughs) how this world was structurally set up to uh, to support guys (laughs) really beautifully. It's just been tough. I think a lot of my women colleagues have uh, have said that as well. You know, I I thought it was a a really just some beautiful writing, you know, um, an app. to to explain what's going on in the world. And I picked Bill Bruisers because um, Bill Bruisers is just a rockin' song, first of all. I love to run to it, you know, and get get my energy going. But the other thing is, is it mentions like junkyard science and like sirens and like a virus and, you know, and now we know that we're never gonna go back and stuff. And I thought, man, this is perfect for this pandemic. (laughs) I gotta play that song.
1: (laughs) Well, that's a nice segue. Here comes Nico Case's song, Man, and again, catch her on September 1st in Lawrence, Kansas. Here it is. (laughs)
4: Saturday, July 16th and 17th, Knuckleheads presents the Trampled Underfoot Reunion Weekend, featuring the MGD, Stonecutters Union, Albert Castiglia, and Brandon Dunn. The ever happen, so... Trampled Underfoot Reunion Tickets are available at knuckleheadskc.com.
5: Oh,
4: Trampled Underfoot Reunion Weekend, Friday and Saturday, July 16th and 17th, at Knuckleheads, in support of the bridge. On Facebook. On Twitter, on Instagram.
5: 90.9 The Bridge is on all the
6: things.
1: And that was Bill Bruisers from The New Pornographers, our pick this week from Dr. Aaron Corvo, who's our special guest here this week on the 8160 on 90.9 The Bridge. All month, we're doing a special series called Sound Minds on musicians dealing with mental health issues from the results of a survey put together by Michelle Bacon, who's leading the conversation here all month, which means I'm basically on a vacation. (laughs) <laughs> I just get to come in and hang out and sit back and listen to this conversation the same way you are in your car or are, or are in the comfort of your own home. But the music's been picked out by Dr. Aaron Corvo, and her music picks have been great. And again, of course, Nico Case is in both of those songs we just heard. You can catch her again September 1st. That's a Wednesday night at Liberty Hall in Lawrence, Kansas. And now throwing it to Michelle and the doctor.
2: One of my questions in the survey was about um, the barriers to obtaining mental health care. 58% of the people we surveyed um, said that it came down to affordability for them. And so that was that was the biggest thing I got out of it, affordability and access. Um, you know, the inability to even locate or access resources. And, and one thing that I really love that you pointed out, Aaron, was that you know, your primary care provider is also a resource.
3: Yeah, they definitely are. I, I mean, I, I just, even if you don't have insurance or, or you're, you're struggling to, to find somebody in town, we can often help it at, at Midwest Music Foundation, get in touch with us, and we can suggest um, the best place to go. But remember that there are these health centers called federally qualified health centers that actually provide Pretty great access for for people who are underinsured or don't have insurance. Even so, some examples would be like Sam Rogers Clinic or Slope uh, Family Healthcare, uh, and and they're actually great great resources around the city. The thing I would hate to happen is that you don't seek care, and and so it's something that can can be help even if it's like medication or referral to a psychologist or something like that, and even if it's just to get you over the hump of a really rough time. And, and so somebody there will be happy to partner with you on your, on your care. So, so yeah, please don't forget us in primary care. We're here for you.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And I think that that's, I think part of the issue too, is just that it can be disheartening for a lot of people who don't, they just don't know where to go or, or, you know, like the few resources they have heard of, you know, they might just be too busy, overwhelmed with the volume of people who are in need. Yeah. Care, right? Yeah, that,
3: that's right, Michelle. I, I know that um, sometimes the primary care clinics can get overwhelmed and that the musicians can be overwhelmed and, you know, and, and that's not productive. Again, at Midwest Music Foundation, I just want to encourage you all, if if you do need to talk to somebody or need some more suggestions and you want to talk to either me or, uh, or somebody else within MMF um, one-on-one, Give us a shout out. Rhonda Line is awesome. If you all don't know her, she's she just like runs <laughs> the show, does amazing work um, through Midwest Music Foundation. Reach out to Rhonda; she'll get in touch with me, and uh, I'll be happy to to talk with you about where where to go. You know, because I I sure don't want anybody slipping through the cracks. I know that happens, you know. And Michelle, this might be a cool cool time to talk a little bit about your hopes and dreams, <laughs> so to speak. For <laughs> For artists in Kansas City, I mean wouldn't it be great if we could uh we could get everybody pretty good quality solid primary care and that would be amazing preventive yeah. care no matter what yeah that that's kind of like my dream. I wish we could get everybody insured uh, as well so
2: we're working on it we're working on it yeah, and that's kind of the catalyst to me having this conversation with you because we've been talking a bit over the past few months on what longer term solutions. Can be available for artists, and I know that that's something that's been on your heart for a long time, as well as a few of your colleagues. Mm-hmm.
3: It has, and I think that's why we originally started um, what's called Rock Docs, or what we've called Rock Docs, um, which is a small thing. But you know, when when we were having music events in in person, you know, myself and a colleague of mine started this this little consult service kind of thing called Rock Docs. And we'd just hang out at the shows and talk to uh, musicians about their health. Um, and that led to a lot of really cool relationships where I've been able to take care for, for various musicians around town, which has been really positive, hopefully on both sides. It certainly has been for me. But those are the types of connections that would be great. But ultimately, you know, we do need to get everybody insured so that something big happens that uh, we, we don't want folks to have to deal with major financial
1: outcomes from that. So. And Teresa, again, that's been uh, the voices of Michelle Bacon and Dr. Aaron Corvo, as we've been doing a series this month called Sound Minds here on the show. This week, our special guest is Dr. Aaron Corvo. She picked out an amazing playlist of songs to share with you here on the 8160 this week. Up next, we're going to hear from Sharon Van Etten and then a Norwegian trumpeter who sounds like he's playing a Japanese flute which is interesting. Uh, the musician's name is Arve Hendrickson. Tell us a little bit, Doc, about why you picked music from these two musicians.
3: Well, the Sharon Van Etten piece um, and, and the piece by Arve Hendrickson, both for me, show a, a depth of emotion that I, I think is really appropriate for, for the time. And I know that there were a lot of uh, really, really long days of, uh, of working during this pandemic. And so uh, I guess I was reflecting on, on those, but also the piece, especially by Arve Henriksen for me is very hopeful. And so I, I hope that you enjoy it because I, I think this
1: artist is is really pretty special. We've never met in person, but were you at the Sharon Van Etten show at the Riot Room years ago? I didn't make it, although I hope she comes back. That'd be great if she did. Yeah. So let's throw it to Sharon Van Etten for some music. Uh, This week here on 8160, thanks for hanging out with us. Here is I Know by Sharon Van Edden.
7: Dear
4: the madrid mammoth presents eric johnson eric johnson the treasure tour eric johnson tickets are available friday at ticketmaster.com a bridge listeners can access tickets wednesday at 10. details at bridge 909.org eric johnson eric
6: johnson
4: march 9th at the madrid in support of the bridge
0: 20 years of member supported music discovery.
4: Become a member or donate to support 20 more years of music discovery. Go to bridge909.org/support.
1: And that was music from Arve Henriksen, one of the picks by this week's guest here on the 8160 on 90.9 The Bridge. Our guest is Dr. Aaron Corvo. Also joining us is Michelle Bacon. And hiding quietly in the background is Sarah Bradshaw, pushing all the buttons, making us hopefully sound nice. <laughs> and uh, this is our series called Sound Minds. And this is when I sit back and I throw it to Michelle Bacon to talk to our guest, Dr. Aaron Corvo.
2: So I... I know we don't have a lot of time left. I feel like we could probably talk about this for a couple more hours, Erin. And you've been so instrumental in helping me just kind of analyze the survey a lot more and and just figuring out like what wellness actually means. And and I think that, yeah, I'd go yeah. ahead and talk about it. But in terms of artists, it's it's so, something that's so essential for us and it's something we don't talk about that much.
3: Yeah, it is essential. I guess it's kind of essential for everybody, right? But yeah, I mean, especially in these times that are rough. But I think wellness—I just have a really broad view of it, um, and, and so I think it—it it really takes into account, of course, mental health. You know, it's it's really a huge part of it. Physical health, of course, but all the other social and even spiritual. Can I say that <laughs> um, part part of us? It all works together. There have been times during the pandemic when I really had to like call back to the the things that I knew made me feel good. Even little things like getting enough exercise and like making sure that I'm sleeping, getting to sleep at a decent hour. You know, I was like scrolling on my phone a lot and I was like, oh man, I got to put this thing down. Not drinking alcohol, just stuff like that that I really had to like get serious with myself about how I feel the next day and how I think about. My my own health and well being so so there are ways to position I think people in our lives too that make us feel good and who have have uh, good vibes and stuff and that that's important too you know you talked to Michelle about connections and like how making music is connecting. Um, and I think that's so important, the connections that we have in our lives that are meaningful. I just feel so much better when I've spent time with my friends or talked with my family uh, or even spent time with my dog, Oliver, who's awesome. Um, those are important uh, for babies in our lives too.
1: With your friends okay. like Howard Iceberg?
3: <laughs> with my I feel much better when I hang out with my friend Howard Iceberg. Yeah, thanks, Chris. So Howard, Howard and I are a long time... Uh, dog walking buddies so his dog is lola and my dog is ollie and lola and ollie are like a thing i'm telling you what and so howard and i have been walking our dogs for at least five years now um day in and day out it's like uh no amount of snow no amount of hot sunshine
1: keeps us from walking our dogs um those sound like howard lyrics (laughs) If he's listening, write those down and give her a song credit. Howard. It,
3: it's been like kind of fun. I mean, obviously he's like a brilliant songwriter, right? But it's fun to 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 like be in his head and he'll like bounce things off of me and stuff. And he, he's just like a good human, you know? I mean, it, like all of you guys know that, but uh, I can attest to the fact that Howard is just like gold. He's a good guy.
1: Up next, we're going to hear some music from Howard Iceberg and the Titanic's massive immense catalog from the record called Netherlands. Here's a song called Perfect Wave.
8: Standing at the ocean's edge in the spring That perfect wave That may or may not Exist Every Morning at The dawning Down to the Beach That perfect wave Is almost within Your reach Once You met an angel You'll hear who had fallen from grace The story of her life Written on her face When you fixed her broken wing She flew straight away Never to come back again someday Wave that may or may not exist, waiting for that perfect wave that may or may not exist.
1: And that was music from Howard Iceberg and the Titanic's, one of the picks by our special guest this week here on the show, Dr. Erin Corvo. That was a song called "Perfect Wave." We've been hanging out with her all hour. As part two of our series called Sound Minds is about to come to an end. If you missed this episode, you should go back into our playlist and our archive at bridge909.org. And you can listen to this show and last week's show as well and learn about this amazing series that Michelle Bacon is putting together for us. She's going to wrap up this conversation before we play one last song by Justin Towns Earl. Go ahead, Michelle.
2: I just want to thank you, Aaron, for being here. Um, you do so much work in the community, you know, in terms of public health and as well as serving our artist community. And I, I know so many musicians who have benefited from, you know, just you having a conversation with them. Um, and and like I said earlier, you know, you've been very instrumental in helping me kind of just be motivated to get this survey out and just analyze it and, you know, continue on the path to wellness, which, which is something that I also need. So thank you again for being here, Aaron, and also for sharing your amazing music with us.
3: (laughs) Well, you're welcome. It's been such a pleasure and always awesome to talk to you and spend time with you, Michelle. And thank you all for, for having me on. It's been really fun. Hope we get to do it again sometime.
1: Well, we are gonna wrap up, but we are gonna hear a song before we go by Justin Towns Earl, who unfortunately we did lose during the time of the pandemic. His father was in town over the weekend playing down at Knuckleheads. Tell us a little bit in a couple seconds here, Doc, why you picked the song by Justin Towns Earl?
3: Um, Well, it's a song called, I believe, Frightened by the Sound. um, And it talks about a storm coming and that there was no way it was gonna miss us now. And just reminded me that, you know what guys, we're all connected. And we've had sort of a big storm to weather together, but, but we've done it together. We're going to have to keep doing it together, but, um, let's, uh, let's keep our heads above water, uh, as a community here. And, and we're going to get
1: through this. Thank you so much for that. Thank you for hanging out with us this week here on the show. Thank you for your incredible music taste and for picking out all the songs this week on the show. Thanks, Michelle Bacon. Thanks, Sarah Bradshaw. Thank you, listener. And, uh, here's music from Justin Towns Earl. Thanks, everybody.
0: Silence broken, thunder rolled, followed by the bright night. Oh, I didn't strike, wind is picking up to a low moan. Feel the pressure drop, rain starting to stop. Storm coming, the oh, it's gonna miss us now. The sound in the south, easy still, then comes the steady rain, hard against the window Pain Keep an eye on the river, it's already up. Let us not forget the last time we
5: Celebrating 20 years of being the place to discover music.
6: Member supported 90.9.